nothing wears away at a marriage like stress. And never, at least in my lifetime, has the world been under so much stress, the entire world, as we are right now because of the COVID crisis. And don't you know that that is having a toll, a real strain on relationships in general, but especially on our husband and wife relationships. In this episode, I want to talk about what you can do while you're in lockdown with your lover to actually smooth over and improve your relationship in a lot of ways, just by understanding a little better where he is coming from. I know it's going to be helpful. Enjoy. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi-award winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Hi, it's Dale Zabriskie, continuing to follow the uh, governmental mandate of sheltering in place. So, And I have chosen to shelter in this place with this woman, Ramona Zabriskie. Yeah, that's a... Can we think of it romantic? Well, we should. I think you make the, you know, lemon into lemonade thing. And there's probably a lot of people out there that are sheltering in places that they, you know, with people they don't necessarily want to shelter with. So I'm happy. To... But you know what? God gave us a family and that's our that's sample it. of humanity that we have to deal with that's and right. that we have to uh, experiment with mm-hmm. and to learn mm-hmm. from. Grow from. And grow, grow mature with. That's right. And that is the big test of life, isn't it? Relationships. And that's, that's right. exactly what we're going to talk about today. Because under these worldwide government mandates, as you put it, um, we are straining our families. Mm -hmm. We're we're straining our relationships to the max in a lot of cases. How do I know this? Because (laughs) I'm getting a lot of letters from a lot of women. And let me share just, uh, just two or three of them with you. Here's one. How do I help my husband right now? He seems full of anxiety with the COVID crisis. Well, get in line, first of all. That's <laughs> yes. everybody's problem, right? And here's the next. But she's desirous to, to help that process. Exactly. Here's another one. What's your best advice for emotional and mental health right now, especially trying to support stressed husband? Dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot. Dun, dun, dun. But here's a much more detailed one. All right. And I think we can base our discussion on this particular letter writer. Okay. Throw me a wife saver, she says. We are all healthy, which is good, at least. But I am scared for my husband. I am scared about us in this time and whether what is happening to him is something we can recover from. Mm, wow. We had this fight the night before last night that I swear I couldn't avoid. I tried. It seems the more life feels out of control for him. Now, I really want you to listen to this, Mm -hmm. honey, because I want want you to tell me (laughs) how common or true this might be. Well, it's ringing very true right now so far. He says, uh, she says, it seems the more life feels out of control for him, the more he tries to control me and the children. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have something to control. And it gets to me. He turns away from or against most of my bids for attention. See, she's a wife saver. She about knows about turning towards. Toward. Mm-hmm. Spends most of his waking hours in front of some kind of screen mm-hmm. and barely leaves the house. Mostly, though, 
He is trying to be steady and kind and affectionate. He still cuddles with me at night before we sleep. He seems incredibly calm about his lack of success finding a job so far. So he's so unemployed. So he's out of work. Oh, yeah. Wow. And often mentions signs that things may improve. I just worry about what he is feeling inside as he tried to be strong for others. And I worry that the balance of positive to negative in our interactions is tipping in the wrong direction. I think he has a low sense of his own self-worth right now and that he has, he's been projecting that on me. I know he is terrified. He is terrified about the economy and whether he will find a job after this. Every time I express my own fears or worries, he focuses on reassuring me, but he is shoving down all his own fear and then exploding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am just scared sick of the darkness in his head right now, she says. I don't know how to reach him where he is. I don't even know, considering all the times he's hurt me lately, where to find the strength to be whatever he needs me to be mm. to help him find his way back from this. I don't know who else I can talk to about this. I'm so scared right now. I just feel so alone. I don't know what to do other than to just keep going and hope things get better. Yet I know when the damage to our relationship becomes so severe that, oh, I don't know when the damage to our relationship becomes so severe that we cannot recover mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. I know I'm probably one of many women suffering right now. But if you can think of anything that would help, I can use any help I can get. Wow, this is, uh, to me, this really rings. I, I can totally relate. I can put myself in the shoes of her husband, All right. just I, by listening to that. I want you to do that after we talk about her shoes. Mm -hmm. All right. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about why she wrote this letter. I, I, and I, yeah, and my point being that I don't, I don't know that this is a super uncommon situation. Well, that's why we're yeah. using it as yeah. a subject I for our podcast. She said she knows it. She said, yeah. "I know I'm probably one of many women suffering right now." Yeah. Yeah. No, I can relate and totally. If, if a family isn't experiencing this yet, there's a really good chance they will in the weeks and the months to come. Yeah, because right now where we're standing and sitting, uh, the governmental mandate is another month from this point. Wow. So. And who knows? Yeah. Right. And day after day after, or hour after hour. Mm -hmm. Week, month. Yeah. I'm very concerned about it. That's why... I'm doing no, I think two podcasts is, in yeah, one week no, about it. That's why great. I'm speaking at several conferences this week about it. That's why I'm just doing everything I can think of for my own students, my own wife savers, including expanding the program while lowering the cost right now. I'm doing everything I can think of because I'm very worried about marriages fraying under this kind of pressure. Totally, yeah. Um, so let's put, I want to, speak up for her a little bit and what she is feeling. Obviously, you can hear it all throughout her her letter here mm -hmm. that she's feeling pushed away yeah, from him. Right. She's not isolated. He said she says she's kind of getting mixed messages cuz she says yes. he'll cuddle with her <laughs> That's at night. Right. <laughs> but at the same time he's not paying attention to what she calls bids for attention from here from him he's spending all his time in front of a screen some and, kind of screen and that's another. a big part of what i see i mean that's that makes total sense to me from a man's perspective okay yeah. you keep that in mind mm -hmm. i really want to hear what you're going to have to say about that and she's looking for reassurance of her fears mm -hmm. sure. uh, and so forth and he's trying it sounds like he is trying a little bit to but be when strong it's mixed, for others yeah it's yeah. not consistent She's also feeling, you know, she's trying to protect the relationship, but she's feeling rejected. Like she mm -hmm. wants to help him feel better, but she just, when she tries, she's getting. Yeah. Well, the, it, it works one time and then it doesn't work another time. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's think, it. Probably. She's feeling shut out when he acts suspiciously calm. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, he says, <laughs> he, he, you know, he, he seems incredibly calm about 
not having a job right, yet or right. you know but she believes she can sense because women are good at this that he deep down is terrified mm-hmm. that's and, correct but he's acting super right. no, in control because he's the guy calm. that's right. right and but that makes her feel shut out mm-hmm. that he's not sharing with her she was dying to know what he's really thinking and feeling um and she's feeling persecuted when he's acting out, when he's angry, like, why is he taking this out mm-hmm. on me? She says that, mm-hmm. you know, he's shoving down all his fear and then exploding at her and the children. And she's thinking, why am I the cause of all our problems, you know? And then I suspect there are times when she does get emotional. Mm-hmm. That Fires he's back. He's probably telling her, what are you, stop, what are you so hysterical about, mm-hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And now we've just got a drama. And sometimes a bitter drama, like the, she started out by saying there was this big fight last night, and I really tried to avoid it, and believes that the more he feels out of control, the more he's trying to control her and the children, that's how it feels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. So you can see why she wrote to us and mm-hmm. why she needs help. So <laughs> that's what she's feeling. Now, everyone's sitting on pins and needles to hear from you about what he's feeling why it's hitting him so hard or is it well is he really as calm as he seems well this is the challenge and you've taught you know a lot in the past about the emotional delay that men have right to crises or situations and you know we are going to talk about great, that. I great. do want to get into Because I, I see that. that, And what I see in the, her description is that happening over and over and over again. It's not mm. a one-time thing. It's going to come out. Are you w- saying that in t- at times you a man would feel pretty calm and in control, honestly? Yes. and But then there's something bubbling up yep. or what? Absolutely. That's true Th- That's you? Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I feel... Totally in control and engaged and, okay, let's solve this problem and I'll help with the kids and everything. But this fear, these fears we talk about, right, the that needing to be needed and not feeling neglected and the aspect of independence that a guy gets. And that he has to succeed. Most right, of all, he hates that Losing, idea. right. Right. And, um, um, and most of that's happening for a lot of guys uh, in a job somewhere, corporate, uh, where they have control, right? Okay. So there's control. Um, the coping mechanisms is, are, is what she's describing. The screen time, the oh. and whatever that is, you know, right. staring at a television. Kind of withdrawing um, into himself. Exactly. And... But well, he can control what's happening in a You can control game. the game, oh, right. You have success there and you feel good about the accomplishments the but when you know she talks about not uh we're being worried about getting a job or whatever yeah right, right. he's scared to friggin death about getting a job okay i, I think i know why but yeah. t- you tell me from your point of view what's why is that so frightening well, it's, other than you know having food on the table, yeah. Well, well, it is a big responsibility, mm-hmm. and it is a um, uh, an external manifestation of his worth. Uh, you know, somebody needs me, somebody mm-hmm. cares about me, but it's very normal to put on this as you've taught in the past masks. The male mask. And the I male do want mask. To okay. Really to say, no, oh, it's in control. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it right here. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't need anybody's help to take care of this. And I don't want your help right now. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it my own time. And mm-hmm. I'm not quite ready. I'm still figuring it out. I'm, I'm still processing. And while I do that, I'm playing this game or I'm watching this show or I'm doing something else. Do, is it irritating for you to feel like you're... Uh, for me as a wife, for instance, to poke and prod around when you're still trying to figure out the problem, it can if be. you will. It can be. I guess it depends on the guy because it sounds like her guy doesn't isn't the sit down like our son would be, right? Our son in this <laughs> one situation, <fun. laughs> one of the sons would sit down and, you know, okay, everybody, here's what I'm thinking and, and what do you feel and everything. You know, he um, was that way in kindergarten. Right. Uh, but much, for much me, more communicative. Yeah, and for me, and I think it sounds like for his guy, her, her guy, is I got it. I'll figure it out. And when I figure it out, 
I'll come and talk to you about it. And uh-huh. we've done that. I've yes. done that with you. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and it frustrates you. It at drives times. me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But that's kind of the yeah. process that I think a lot of guys have to go through. But also at this time, and I told you this the other day that, you know, if I lost my job in the middle of this thing, mm-hmm. it would it's... be devastating because mm-hmm. where would I go? Uh, nobody's nobody's hiring. You're reminding me of a quote. Yes. Oh, you know? that's scarier than ever then, I right? Mean, some are, but um, still. Miles Monroe, who uh, wrote The Power and Purpose of Men, says, when a man loses his job, it's as if life has fallen apart. Yeah. Life. Yeah, right. Right. Has fallen apart. Some men actually end up losing their minds after they lose their jobs. Why do they have such an extreme reaction? It's because it's not just a job to them. It's it's their means of providing, but it's one of their purposes for being has been taken away from them. Absolutely. And I got that from my dad. My dad was all about work. If you don't feel good, go work. You got a mm-hmm. problem to figure out, go work. You know, his yeah. solution for everything uh, that he carried around his pocket There's was working. There's a reason working. for that yeah. that I don't know if we've ever discussed that I'd like to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about today. Now, you talked about male masking. So th- thank you for helping us understand a little better about why it's hitting him so hard. I want to now talk about how he's dealing with the hit, mm-hmm. the emotion mm-hmm. involved, the terror that she's seeing, the frustration and not being able to control and, things. And, and as you get into this, I want to keep one thing in mind is that the way she described it, and I can totally relate to that, it's easy in this situation to look at the guy and go, you don't have any emotion. You, you seem just totally emotionless. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Okay. It's there. All right. But it's not being expressed this way that we would expect it to yes, be. Yes. Right? That, that's what if, I want if, to really clarify. Yeah, if, I, if I don't have a job, I should be going, oh, no, i got to have a job. I'm going to look for a job. That's not the way it's being processed. Right. And it really frustrates women who feel like they're being shut out yeah, or even right. deceived in some yeah. sense mm, because he's not fully open with his emotion, not understanding how differently he deals right. with right. emotion. So I think that will help her a lot if we can clarify this. So you mentioned male masking a few minutes ago. Male masking is a biological reality. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's All a the time. biological reality. I've got to read this to I you. think I wore three or four yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> put them back in the strategy. drawer pulled them out when i need i them. hope you sanitized them before you put them on <laughs> absolutely again. i wear a mask they all have masks so. <laughs> the masks have masks so. n95 masks male masking biological reality strategy of human adaptation all right now this is from michael gurian who is one of the mm-hmm. experts the on premier yes on how men think in fact he wrote a book called what could he be thinking <laughs> <laughs> but it's natural um for women to try to reduce the male masking if you will in favor of more direct <laughs> if you will expression Specific. of feelings yeah but what she's got to understand is that male masking is an important and protective, if you will, part mm. of male life. And it's really important to respect that. Because we think, and that's a really good point, because I think we think about people putting masks on to protect, you know, to for whatever, and it become, has this negative connotation, right? Right. You're not right. being truthful. You're yeah. hiding. You're blah, blah, blah. But you make a point that it's actually it's a, a process. Yes, it's part of the process. And to let it happen and, to, yes. and techniques to yes. help them to take them off earlier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not spend so much time with a mask on. Exactly. Which we all want to do. If she, if he feels recrimination from her for doing something that just feels like he, I have to do it this mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, that I have to have some separateness, if you will. And the mask is allowing me to do that in order to deal with the issue. This is, I just feel it in my gut. This is my bones, my cells. This is how I deal with these emotions. Um, if she'll let him do that, if she'll be a little more understanding and allowing, there won't be so much conflict, which can be dangerous, especially in mm-hmm. our contained quarters right, right now. All right. So 
starting trying to get some kind of dialogue going with him about his fears or his needs or prodding him, like I said earlier, to open up just so she can help him or just so she can, you know, validate that she's, she's right about mm -hmm. what he's really feeling is not the best. It's not the optimal approach with a man. And that's going to be hard men. for her because... She That's needs that, instinctive that, to right, her, right, right. right. She but she's not his psychotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got to keep in mind, it's not, if he feels like he's being pressured, mm -hmm. you know, to discuss his emotions, um, I call that killing him softly in Wife Sabers. Roberta Flack. Yes. If he, deep <laughs> down, as much as he's afraid of losing his job, he's afraid of being overwhelmed by her mm. demands to expose his emotions. So it's really, really hard for, in this case, a woman and working with her husband to give him the time and space right. to work through that. And to realize that when he's putting on the let's fight mask or what are you being hysterical about mask or, you know, that kind of, anything mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. that that's what's really going on. And he really is just asking for a little space. Now, we want to help him. We're going to get to that. We're okay. going to get to that. But first, I just want to make sure she understands how he deals with emotions. So here's number, other than the idea of male mask. Number one, to men, emotions are often design problems to be solved rather than feelings to be enjoyed. That's so true. Is it? Absolutely. Explain. Oh, I think that's what I was saying before, is that I have to process and figure this out. This is, you know... You give me a problem or you say, you know, everything from this light bulb's out to, you know, we got to build a deck out in the back or, or mm -hmm. whatever the complexity level is. Mm -hmm. uh, you put, I have this intense emotion right in that same category. I have you, a problem to solve. You have a problem to solve. Right. Exactly. Ah, so interesting. And so I'm going to come in and think and go, okay, now how would I do that? I have to get uh, the ladder. In order to get the ladder, I'm going to have to pull the car out and then pull these <laughs> shelves over. And I mean, literally. But you're tr you're treating an emotion with the same kind of Well, it, it's, it's working through approach. the motion. It's like I'm feeling this way. It's all about not feeling this way. It's all about how do I get rid of this and get back uh -huh, to my uh -huh. normal. Okay, I've right? got to share this. Gurian, the expert, Gray is another one. They talk about that how men can be actually neurally stressed. That's a biological brain mm -hmm. reaction. Your brain is stressed, basically. By the same emotions that give women pleasure. Mm. It's the intensity and the stress mm -hmm. skyrockets in the face of really intense emotions associated with negativity. So he, it is fearful, paralyzing to a man, the thought of being overwhelmed or flooded by intensely negative emotion. I've got to quote you. i got to quote this. It's Korean. Yeah. yeah. Now, so people believe me about this. When a, with a smaller hippocampus than women, men tend to store less emotional and sensory experience in their brains. Fewer active neural pathways to the hippocampus contribute to the male brain's tendency to rely less on emotion storage strategy than women do. With more emphasis on, uh-oh, I don't know how to say this word. Uh-oh. Can you see that? Yeah. Amnidal amygdalic. Oh. The amygdala. It's all about the amygdala. Thank you. What he said. <laughs> and <laughs> brainstem responses to emotions. Men tend not to store feelings for gradual expression. Every, you know, Like women do. Right. Oh, gradual. You know, they come out oh, little oh, by gradual. little. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. But to activate emotions toward quick release. Less of the male brain is devoted to the processing of feelings than in the female. So he will tend to store less feeling, memory, Finding the releasing of feelings more functional, as in, mm, yeah, yep. if I can get these feelings out of the way quickly, right, his brain is saying, I can get back to what I'm working on. Absolutely. And what he's working on is usually a task or a job. That's right. And I'm just, I want to say my amygdala and hippocampus are larger <laughs> than normal. And I've developed those over the years through exercising. There's uh, never going to be as big as mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see about that. That's, there's a challenge to put through. So positioning the emotion as a problem yeah. stresses out women. 
Uh-huh. That stresses me out thinking right, about right. thinking of an emotion as a problem. While, but you just want to cry about it and you'll feel better. <laughs> While position, positioning the emotion as a problem for Mel's is an abstraction that decreases stress. Mm-hmm. It's part of the coping mechanism. It is. That's why I said earlier, I'm, you know, I've got it out here. So I'm going to put it all in little boxes and, you know, I've got a little bit of over here and some of it I'll get to later, maybe okay. over there. And I know how to deal with it ah, when in a, in a I, sort of orderly way. exactly, when I strategize. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. So beyond the hippocampus and the amygdala. <laughs> Lies there are, the, <laughs> I'm ready. There's also hormones involved. Yes, definitely. All right, so testosterone and vasopressin in males tend toward a problem-solving response. Mm-hmm, Those mm-hmm. are the dominance and aggression chemicals, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. problem-solving, what is that? It's a dominant strategy. And it's also an aggressive way of ending a problematic situation. So here we got both the male brain... And the male biochemicals moving this guy, not towards extending the feeling, exploring the feeling, <laughs> relishing with the feeling. Becoming digging, one with the feeling. down with the feeling. But rather to transform the emotion into an idea mm-hmm. that can be managed safely. I totally agree. I do not want to be BFF with my feelings. <laughs> You know, it's, that's right. It has to be, it's all about a process. So women, here's number two. Number one was to men, emotions are often design problems to be solved. Mm -hmm. Right. So here's number two. Women like to express feelings. Men like to release feelings. Yeah, we're all, oh yes. We love that feeling release. It's important. Mary Jo Rapini, who's a psychotherapist, says that women verbalize emotion. Surprise. Yeah, I'm on the floor with that one. Let me get (laughs) back up. While men's emotional language is physical. Action. That is, a man needs to physically release the emotion that a woman would express in words. And I personally talked with and interviewed Ruben Gurr. I remember PhD, Director of Brain Behavior Laboratory and the Center for Neuroimaging in Psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania. Okay, just... (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) And he explained to me that his research found that men are indeed wired to act during times of high emotion. And I could read you his very complicated response that's even more complicated than the last (laughs) one I read. But what it boils down to is that while you as a woman are wired to talk about your feelings, he is programmed by Mother Nature to do something about them. And it's very intense during intense emotion. Mm -hmm. And that's often why men will shut down or withdraw rather than act in a way because he wants to act on it. Mm -hmm. And he's afraid that if he gives in to that impulse, he could actually do something harmful or hurtful Mm. to his family. So he'll pull back totally because he's afraid of what he really feels like he has to do. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever experienced that? Yes. I think that in in negative emotion, you know, it's it's easier for people to to slam doors and to, you know, hit this and to express in that way. Mm. Yeah, I've felt that way. I don't, Mm. I've never had an anger management problem, but um, I can see how that's happening but i think the the goal here is for you know a man and a wife to figure out how to how do we dance together how do we dance together how do i help him release yes appropriately yes right yes and sometimes that may be you know a physical intimacy time to be together but it's also i can see how hard it is for the woman to want to be close to a guy who's withdrawn right but may need that She's like, but it'll be good for you and it'll be good for our relationship if you'd open up. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to break now for just a minute so I can invite you to my free live masterclass, Understanding Your Husband and Sons. In my work with women in over 70 countries, I found that most of us, when it comes to our husbands and sons, think like Carol in Kenya. 
I was expecting him to think like me, behave like me. Or Dana in Idaho. Shouldn't we just be the same and shouldn't we just agree? Or Anne in Oregon. I grew up in a culture where there was a lot of eye rolling and sighing about guys. And that's too bad because when we act or react based on false expectations, we end up feeling like Catherine or Farinaz. I didn't feel I could relate to him because I didn't understand him. I thought maybe he had to do something with me and I was taking it personally. Or getting riled up like Carol. It made me mad, I was crazy, I was, uh, it was frustrating, you know? And acting like Anne. I used to think he should know what I wanted without me having to ask. Which just erodes our relationships and blows up our dreams. So that's why I created Understanding Your Husband and Sons, a super fun, eye-popping deep dive into his brain, body, and emotional makeup. Women have been coming from all over the world and coming away from our time together with an exhilarating sense of hope and power because now women like Amber, Anne, Dana, and Allison understand. How to communicate my needs. You know, how to be clear about it, how not to be run around, how not to manipulate. The way I communicate with him isn't any more aggressive or threatening to him. I can see why he's reacting or why he's responding that way. That's helped to avoid a lot of the hurt feelings that I used to have. So if like Jeannie, you're thinking, okay, I need to reboot how I think about marriage and men and how they're loved. Please join me at this free live masterclass, Understanding Your Husband and Sons. I'll teach you things you have never heard before and that you won't hear anywhere else. Science and strategies that will knock your socks off and make all the difference in your relationships. And it just changes everything about how I see him. There's this huge potential that I was not really tapping into because I didn't fully understand it. I think the biggest piece is this understanding and appreciation. We're both so much happier now. And in how you see yourself. My confidence as a woman has skyrocketed. We've made it so easy. Just go to wifesavers.org slash masterclass and choose a day and time. I'll meet you there and even answer your questions live. Because like Carol in Kenya or Cindy in Argentina, you'll want to be able to say, we are wired differently and that's the beauty of life and it set me free it, it allowed me to say okay I understand now and I loved him more than ever wifesavers.org slash masterclass oh I recommend it to everyone I meet I call it his sticky lid. And what I'm talking about is one of those jelly jars that gets used and sits in the fridge too long and the <laughs> rim doesn't get cleaned. And then you go to try and open that jar and it's just sticky, sticky, sticky. And you, if you have weak little fingers like mine, it's just impossible. So how are we going to open his sticky lid? But before I get into that, I just want to make it clear that the bottom line is women trust feelings more than men trust them yes yeah they, be, they can become more reality would you say how, is that what you're saying no so when you say women I, trust she, feelings, she's like i have a feeling okay. about this and she she really wants to move and act on it while he is looking at a feeling like i need to get rid of it mm -hmm. you know mm. this is a negative this is a problem mm, to I be solved you. yeah all right mm -hmm. um so i do want to make it clear though that dr gurr made it clear that men are designed basically to stay. They're, let me under, underline the word design. They're designed to stay level-headed and focused, mm -hmm. processing logically and rationally rather than emotionally. They're wired to arrive at a solution from a take action kind yeah, of paradigm. In a crisis. And this is what's driving our letter writers, all of them crazy as women, but is in fact a gift. I, I want them to think of it as a gift, the way their guy's wired. Because in a crisis situation, do you want an emotional man? Really? <laughs> or do you want one who's thinking, he's focused, he's trying really hard to stay level-headed, he's being a little more logical than emotional, and he's going to take action 
not be all waffly iffy. If you're in a real crisis, that's what you need. Yeah. You, that's what yeah. you want. And and those responses. You don't want him sniveling in the corner. No. Or overreacting. Or overreacting. Right? Or reacting without all the information that you need in order there to make a decision. That's true. It is a very important. You talk about responding versus reacting. Yes. I think that's a powerful thing to think about. That mm-hmm. you And guys are are like this situation generally wired to respond after we get the information. Now, if your guy is sitting in the couch uh, with his T-shirt on and a bag of Cheetos <laughs> saying that he's going to respond, I'll be, I'll be responding here in, a, in, a, in an hour or so. You're like, how soon are you going to release yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a line there you want, don't want to cross. But uh, when, yes, and when the T-shirt know, becomes too orange from the Cheetos, you know it's This good. is a good moment to put in our little disclaimer that we're not talking, we're not trying to stereotype no, men and women. I, you know, I've been working with for too long in this field and with too many people to do that. Um, this is often flipped, where mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. we're describing about men and women are totally flipped, and we have a touchy feely kind of guy, and we have a woman who's very reticent to open up mm-hmm, for all the mm-hmm. same reasons we just talked about. So we're talking about common tendencies in right. men and women right. just that we are all capable of the whole spectrum of human emotion and activity and reaction and response like you say but we're just talking generally speaking and we're specifically to our letter trying writer. to answer our letter writer right. that's right okay so now let's talk about that sticky let's lead get that, that sticky lead i let's want some get of that, that jam. jam jar off all right these are things that i teach my wife savers and they're very uh, proven. Ready? First one. Here's our first strategy for opening a sticky lid. If you really want to know what's going on in his head and heart and you feel like it's, we've got to get to the bottom of this, is to not jump to tell me what you're feeling, all right? But to mm. first share or exchange information. Just get talking. Just get talking. What, poor women. We just don't... You know, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I got yeah, too many just, things going on. We want to go straight to the relationship, yeah. straight to the yeah. emotion, but because she's that kind of creature, but he gravitates, as we said, more to analytical thinking and speaking. So that means he's going to be more comfortable with information-based conversation. So if you want to get a little closer to him, start out with just plain old information just exchanging of fact what do you think about what's going on in the world did you read that article mm-hmm. how you know do you do you agree with me about this you we love it we actually have come to really enjoy just like friends do let's just talk about stuff well i think that yeah very much so the point you're making is is uh you can't dive into how are you feeling and yes. and because of this delayed and this I've lived this this delayed response this delayed emotional response the need to analyze and be more specific and mm-hmm. how am I going to attack this problem mm-hmm. and so the conversation um, if you're um, clever in the conversation <laughs> you can start with generic information that mm. could lead to the opportunity to now that's really good talk about the right thing so concerning you, things so just enjoy the exchange of casual fact and information about things that have nothing to do necessarily yeah. with the crisis or your concerns for him and, and, or the but relationship it, but i have to say initially that may be hard because it's like well what do you think of that uh article you, you know that mm-hmm. you say and i go yeah that's that's all right yeah. You know, you get right. monosyllabic responses. Yeah, don't be, dis- don't be discouraged. You know, what I found works with, I have a son who's, I we have the very open, emotionally talkative son. And we have another one who plays it really close to the hip. And the only <laughs> way, excuse me, I can get him uh, to open up is to be willing to just talk to him about his work. Or what the he world, wants to talk about. Whatever he wants to talk about and whatever mm-hmm. he wants to teach me about Mm -hmm. so i'll say i don't understand this and how does that work Mm. and he then he'll get going 
And he'll start talking. And then maybe two hours later, I can get, so how do you feel about your job? I can work that in. And I'm not kidding. It no, takes a and long it, I think that's time. true for a lot of guys who are very proud about something that they can teach. Yeah. And give an opportunity, given an, an opportunity so to So if do you're that. getting that monosyllabic response, that's one approach is mm-hmm. to ask him to explain something okay. to you that you'd really like to understand more. Um, so, but you have to be very careful and judicious as you nudge him towards this idea of feeling, you know, no loaded questions. You, you've just got to be, he might be a little reticent because in the past he's felt your judgment. Mm -hmm. I feel your judgment, you know? So if you feel like that may be true, here's the thing to do as he's talking, as he's explaining, sharing fact, and as he gets closer and closer, maybe starts opening up a little bit about his feelings. You can't be judgmental, right? You have They're to. They're his feelings. Or, you can't. So you shouldn't feel you're that gonna way. You're going to shut him down yeah, like, right. you know, shut the garage right. door. Bam. It's got to be more this. Interesting. That is the magic word. It's, it's amazing what that one word can do. <laughs> Interesting. It's just enough of the right and respectful kind of engagement without giving away one syllable of judgment, mm-hmm. as long as you don't say it sarcastically. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's interesting. Interesting. All right. So that's sort of the gateway to opening the sticky lid is just exchanging information. Just have fun talking about stuff. All right. Now, the rest of the strategies I'm going to give you have to do with the fact that he's so physical. We talked about him releasing emotion physically. He's a physical creature. Just look at okay. him. All right. So here's the next strategy. Communicate shoulder to shoulder rather than face to face. Yeah, you don't want to come across being uh, confrontational or mm-hmm. or that you're requiring something. Oh, Look at me, good. eyes on me. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, you know, respond now. And isn't it true that um, as a man that you'll you feel like you're bonding with me even when I'm just in the same room? We don't have to be talking. In my mind, we have to be talking to be bonding. Mm-hmm. But in a in the male mind, generally speaking. Uh, he can bond just by, you know, I'm just watching you do something. Well, yeah. I mean, or I'm just sitting next to you. Last night, we were in the kitchen together. Um, and, you know, it was a wonderful time. And uh, that we made a great dinner. We loved our dinner. But that mm-hmm. process of creating that dinner wasn't this... Uh, a lot of verbal formal, exchange. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it was this give just, and take. and Yeah. yeah. Just being shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. is how we call it. All right. So he, um, they, that, this works really good with your teenage boys and little boys even too. That idea of just being in the same room with them and sitting shoulder to shoulder rather than across the table when you want to really converse. Interesting. (laughs) There it is. Okay. Next strategy. Converse with him while you're actually moving. While you're being physically mm. active, when you're working on a project or you go for a walk. or I, I'll never forget how our daughter Hannah said, talked about how um, she and her husband love to hike. And they'll go on a two-hour hike. And the first hour, they're hiking one direction. And there's not a lot said. And what is is pretty informational or observational. Yeah, look at that. or That's and pretty. And then they whatever. turn around. They come down the mountain and bam. All of a sudden, he's talking about his work and how he feels about his new boss and all this stuff just pouring out of him because she invested that hour mm-hmm. in the f- being physical with him. I, you know, I think it's very funny. I'll never forget the time you and this same son-in-law were working out front in setting up a garden area for me. And you were, okay. you were putting down new dirt and there was just tons of physicality in it. And you guys worked at that for hours. And in the first couple hours, you were just totally focused on the task at hand. But I came out later in the afternoon and you were, t- he was asking for your advice on things and you were being <laughs> brilliant that way. And you were having this really, what I would consider as a woman, meaningful conversation because you'd been working shoulder to shoulder and being physically active together for a significant period of mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So all that uh, amygdala and hippocampus had to get flushed out through all that activity. <laughs> oh, or fired up. <laughs> fired I up. I don't know. Which, I don't know either. <laughs> I just had to say amygdala so and hippocampus cool. one more yeah, time. Yeah. So 
you know, if I feel like I really need to talk to one of my sons, I'll say, come clean the garage with me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's and you strategy. said a little while ago, this works really well with teenage boys yes. who need super activity. Yeah, more right? than ever. Just shooting hoops or something. Right, yeah. right. You want to you want to really get into what's going on in their head, you better be ready for a game yeah. of something right. physical with them. All right. So along those same lines, um, I want to talk about how important masculine zest is. This is a terminology <laughs> I coined and you can like it or not, but I like it because to me it represents, it just totally, it totally captures, captures what women love in men. Masculine zest. When they take a little, um, pride and confidence, if you will, in their own masculinity, mm. not in a way that demeans women, that is actually yeah, attractive not, yeah, not to overbearing women, right? Whatever. And so if, if you're talking about being physical, you know, getting out on a walk or cleaning the garage or whatever together, the best kind of physicality is the fun stuff. Mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. recreation he loves having you with a little risk involved as a recreational partner right well i've never been one who wanted to do the skydiving you're the one who wants to do that but i'll root for you from the ground i'm still participating all right so um to we all need the release especially in these super yeah, the stressful times. times. Yeah. We need the release that laughter and fun, recreation can bring. And you might need to get a little creative about it these days, but we can still go outside and... You're and encouraged to do that. Yes, and we need yeah. to encourage him to do that. And if we can play with him, we're going to get him to open that sticky lid a little bit more. So guys, generally speaking, have to have play. And if your guy's getting really down and out and depressed and he's trying to control you and the children, like our letter writer calls, of, I, I mean, that's what she described it as. I, my first thing in that moment, if I were standing there with her, I'd be whispering in her ears, like, send him outside to chop some wood. <laughs> Seriously. But or that's, get him to take the kids out in the back for a game of soccer. That that's also can be a challenge because I know when I've been in a funk like that, that you know, you're saying, you know, go go for a walk. You know, what I'm saying, I don't want to, I don't want to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. You know, mm-hmm. That's that's potentially and probably going to be the response. Mm-hmm. Not so, always. but it, but it's a matter of you got to. It's a sticky lid, right? Right. And be consistent, gently, and right, persistent, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So, what the whole point I want to make about play and adventure, actually is that it's a time out from his intense personal fears mm-hmm, and those mm-hmm. emotions yeah. that he's trying to it's problem con- solve. It, it's, it's a, a contrast. It's a contrast. Right. But And then adventure, the little risky thing you were talking about, what that does for him is that kind of daring exploit challenges and confirms his masculinity. And that feels mm-hmm, good mm-hmm, to a guy. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Let's just go through everything that we've kind of talked about um, to open his sticky lid. We're gonna, we didn't talk about this. So I think it's a given. You got to cut the contempt and the criticism. Why is he going to want to open mm-hmm. up to you and mm-hmm. tell you what he's feeling if he feels like right. you're being the crazy lady, which is another wife saver term. Yeah, or attacking. <laughs> cut the contempt and criticism. Treat him with first respect. That's another wife saver's term, which means... L- Treating, being loyal to him and speaking to him in a straightforward way, you know, being trustworthy, like what he shares with you, and, and you're straight, not going to give away to anybody else. Straightforward is not, let me tell you how it's going to be, right? Straightforward <laughs> right. is clear, concise, friendly. friendly. Yes. Right. Right. Not with any malice or intent. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, encourage and enjoy informational mm-hmm. conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we established. Then you can inquire about his feelings on the subject, but with no pressure, no judgment, no, no agenda, no. just, what's the word? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, uh, no fixes. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, because if right. you're trying to open the sticky lid so more jelly comes out, uh, that's not going to go very far if right out of the chute, right? Yeah. 
he's feeling like you're trying to fix him right. or mm-hmm. judge him. Judge All right. Um, we didn't talk about this, but we have in other podcast episodes, view and treat his strong feelings with, you know, an emotion coaching sort of approach, more like help me understand. We've talked a lot about mm-hmm. that in other podcast mm-hmm. episodes. Help me understand. Be satisfied with how much he shares. Well, those two go hand in hand because, you know, if he does come back with emotion or anger or frustration, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy for us as humans to counter that with the same, to, you know, fight back basically. Yeah. But what you're saying is um, this emotion coaching, this idea of, okay, help me understand why you say that or why you're feeling that way. Yes. Right? It just opens up. And then if he gives you five words, that's a start. That's a start. And yeah. you don't keep poking and prodding. More chance that he'll open up more later if you right. aren't. Yeah. yeah. He'll come You're back. You're satisfied. He'll come back and say, you know, we were. I was thinking about our talk earlier. And yeah. I would like to say that. Or you that, can say, have you thought any more about that? Yeah. You, yeah. you can bring it up later. You could. But I think you'll probably find him after processing it for six, okay. or, six or eight weeks. Okay. You know, he'll come back. And, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, and we've done, we've talked about all of these in some of our other episodes, like um, turning negative communication with your husband to the positive, seeing eye to eye, what to do when you don't, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many strategies in our other episodes. I, I'm hoping that during this um, uh, sheltering in period for all of us that we're binging on the Wife Saver podcast. There you go. You know, that's what you really need to do. I, and before I move on um, to the next aspect that I want to talk about, uh, I want to do a little uh, word from our sponsor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we'll you be know, right we back don't have a sponsor after these for messages. the podcast that's episode. Right. We this is, we are footing the bill here all by ourselves. And I'm not asking for a Kickstarter or anything like that, listener. But I, I do want to take a minute to put in a plug, if you will, for my Wife Savers course and community. There is nothing like it on the planet. It is the most comprehensive approach to a relationship um, smarts education that you're going to get or find anywhere else. And what, um, what, what would a woman expect to find? Uh, what's the experience like for the Wife Savers? Well, you know what? I should have a million testimonials here right in front of me that I could read to you because that's what we have. We have just hundreds and hundreds of happy women who are happy because they are learning. They are progressing and they're seeing the fruits of it in their relationships, particularly their marriages, right? Mm-hmm. But Wise Savers uh, is a personal development program as well as a relationship uh, education. But they, they spend time with you. Yes, they see, spend time with me. I become this... their personal mentor, if you will. Right. So uh, we have lots of material presented in a very organized uh, systematic way. So we're building line upon line, our understanding and our skill sets, and it just covers the gamut, right? So it's a really fun way that it's laid out and a fun way to approach things through the lessons and, and these are video lessons, the rewards that you get. Yeah. And you got badges and rewards and it's like 30 minutes of your time to go through some time with you and learn a principle and then build upon that. And then there's all, there are all sorts of topics and things that you can go through and you can find, (laughs) I want to learn more about this or that. Um, So yeah, that's why I say what, you know, that it's on your phone, it's on your computer, however you want to consume it. Right. You can just listen. In fact, I I have students who do it with their best friend and they go walking every day. Now, maybe you can't do this right now, but they go walking and they listen to another lesson, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of approach. And then the really amazing, cool thing about it is it isn't just self-study because we have a community. So it's the Y Savers course and community. Mm-hmm. And in the community, we have our own private Facebook page. You have to be a student to get in there. Um, and we have uh, kitchen table conversations where the 
community comes together and just talks with my team on uh, on, and that's on, other, on a video conferencing yes zoom yes, video conferencing it's really right. hot right now right yeah. and also we have our regular monthly uh q a's with me called live labs or conversations with ramona Everybody loves those. I'm amazed at how much they live for those. And like you said, that's a live event. That's a live those event. Those are live events. Right. And I do live events in the Facebook group as well and, and that kind of thing. Plus, I do one-on-one personal mentoring with my students who want to seek that out. And that has proven extremely valuable. And so we just have this wonderful group of women who I have to say come from all over the world. And that is the coolest thing ever for women from the United States to be interacting with women from Africa or India or Europe. And it's all mixed up in there from every stage of life, every marital experience. So we have women who've been married literally 50 years who are still learning how to be the kind of woman and wife they really, really want to be. And then we have women who've been married less than five years and some who've actually never been married. So we have, who are trying to learn their stuff now, right? It's really exciting. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I'm thrilled and proud of it. And what is, and because I believe in it so much and believe in how effective it is and believe how important it is right now, particularly, I'm so scared. <laughs> I am for marriages and families Mm -hmm. that um, we're offering right now uh, the opportunity to get in on the Wife Saver program at a price that we have never, ever offered before. I'm going to tell you straight up what it is. If you use the code podcast. WS podcast. Oh, is it WS podcast? Wife Savers abbreviated. W-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. There, you spell podcast. You go to wisesavers.org slash membership. And on that page, you'll be able to join. And then when you get to the checkout, you just use WS podcast and you will get the program, the full program, the course and community, uh, which we have been calling our premium program. If you'll get in on the premium program, which is normally $34.99 a month. And remember all the supports I just went through that you get live, live. Um, That is only $19.99 right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Yeah. That's like, oh, uber, uber, uber cheap. I can't possibly afford to do it for that, you know, for very long. But during this time when I'm so worried about everybody and I'm like a mommy, I worry about everybody. You are a mommy, yes. Then, uh, so uh, this is your opportunity. If you've been thinking about wife savers, jump in, jump in, jump in right now. Join us. I will love you to death. I will love you with all my heart personally. And you can ask any of my students. Mm, That's what they love about you. Feel my love. All right. So we've talked about how we're going to open his sticky lid right? And then if he does open up, let's say he really does tell you that he is scared or worried, and you've done that recently Mm -hmm. with me, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. Then our first thing I'm going to do this very briefly, this is a whole long skill set in and of itself, but we're going to seek understanding. First thing, always Mm -hmm. help me understand. Ladies, that is the wisest thing in the world. Look for understanding first. Seek to understand. Then you listen (laughs) non-defensively. Because some of what may come out, you might want to take personally. Make sure you really want to know. Yeah. When he's, if if you're really trying to understand, if you're really trying to listen non-defensively, you do not take responsibility for his feelings. Mm, Yeah. All right. So instead of, you know, stop crying, which is not, this is what guys say to us that we help say, you know, yeah, we don't, hate. Yeah, don't stop crying, right? Please stop crying. It would be so much yeah. better if he said, please make, help me understand w- what the tears are about. Please help me understand why you're crying. Yeah. So in the same way, that's hard for guys. Take yeah. responsibility this is really for good the, point. your partner's emotions. Yeah. I mean, because the amygdala and hippocampus get way overloaded <laughs> when you start crying. <laughs> Play with those tears. Stop, stop it. it. Stop, stop it. it. I can't deal with it. All right. So next time I'm crying, what are you going to say? 
Uh, Help me understand why what are you all crying? the tears about. <laughs> not, no, not an exasperation. <laughs> so I couldn't resist. Love and concern. Yeah, I can right. feel your intent. Mm-hmm. Don't you yeah. hide your intent from me. <laughs> I can totally tell if it's coming from love or exasperation. There you so. go. All right. So we're going to listen non-defensively. That means mostly keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Let, let pause. Her go. Pause yeah. a little before you respond. Right? Yeah, right. And put off your own agenda. All of that. All right. Then after we listen non-defensively, maybe we can actually get into some problem solving, you know, to help him figure out what he needs to do or help how he's going to feel better. Or what what can he actually take action on? Because we know that's the whole well, thing. Well, and the, the adage which my dad taught me was never react to the first information you get. Oh, I, I have lived by right? that since he told me that. It's either, in, it's going to be mm-hmm. incomplete. Or it's going to be wrong, uh, or it's going to be biased. That's part of listening non-defensively. Yeah, and so your point of just sit back, let the conversation go, you'll learn a lot more, and you'll figure out how to respond appropriately and, much easier. And you'll probably get waves of emotion, because mm, uh, emotion usually is a mixture of emotions. Mm-hmm. and So, yeah. Interesting. That's a whole. See, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of my favorite words. Uh, that's a There's whole a lot deep there to skill go set. Into. So that's just a little taste of what we want you to do. Now, I have one more thing I want to share, and uh, that is the importance of delighting your own heart, ladies. Delighting your heart is something we talk a lot about in Wife Savers, and it means taking responsibility for your own happiness, doing those tiny little things throughout the day that don't cost a lot of time or money, but bring you this little bump of feel good and joy. And the reason we want to be proactive in doing this really intentionally right now, particularly during this stressful time, is that this is going to give you this emotional wherewithal Mm -hmm. the 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 generosity that's required to do the non-defensive listening to do the casual conversation to be patient to be patient with the male mask all of that takes a lot out of a woman and if her own bucket isn't filled she's not going to be able to do all these great ideas we talked about so let me share this with you now this same letter writer Mm. that we started with 24 hours later, she sent me another email. Okay, so first it was a help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Throw me a lifesaver. Now here she is 24 hours later. Just wanted to let you know what I've been doing the last 24 hours to help myself be in a better position to handle the stress. So so you don't worry about me too much, she says. (laughs) I bought myself flowers and wine (laughs) yesterday while at the grocery store. Ate some chocolate I've been saving since Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's about time to eat that. <laughs> I got up early, so I had some time to watch my favorite show. I've been... A... Uh, did she open the wine with the favorite show in the morning? <laughs> That's the only concern I have. If she wanted to, God bless her. <laughs> okay. It's all about delighting. She said, I've been avoiding any news today. Mm-hmm. Just baking, playing cards with my kids, and working on a puzzle with my husband. Oh, there you go. I also got outside yesterday and talked with a neighbor in the backyard while the kids played, and I got my husband to come out too, which I think boosted his mood for an hour or two yesterday evening. I also noticed after I had asked the whole family to stay off screens this morning that when my husband came downstairs, he brought a book and read or worked on the puzzle most of the morning rather than playing video games. I know he was doing that for me, and I plan to let him know later how much I appreciate it. That's where the wine's coming in. Okay, now I'm there. (laughs) I don't know if he's responding to something I'm doing or not, but I will try to keep up the more positive tone as long as possible. She said, "I I surprised myself at how much I was able to dig deep after allowing myself some outlet for my own fears and worries. Wow. I am trying to let go of pressures and expectations and find my equilibrium. I saw with my own eyes yesterday what you have been saying. How much calmer my husband was when I wasn't swimming in my own stress. Mm. 
even if I thought I was repressing it. <laughs> See, she thought, I need to express it. Mm. But she's taking a little lesson from her husband and finding ways to release it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my self-care much more seriously as I can see how fundamental it is. Mm. I was clearly not doing enough for the situation I'm living through. Very interesting statement. Wow. Not doing enough for the situation I'm living through. So whatever she's done in the yeah. past to self-care, she yeah, calls it, yeah. I call it delighting your heart. Whatever she's doing in the past, she needs to bump it up right now yeah, because yeah, of the you additional need extra. stress. She needs yeah. extra feel-good right. stuff, much more of it than she's used to doing. But that, I mean, what really amazes me is she didn't listen to this podcast. Why did we do she this podcast? It out That's herself. right. But yeah. she, this whole point of of through the what does she say? Um, the uh, clearly not doing enough for the situation I'm living through. That, it's a proactiveness that I love yeah. about that. Of when you're in a tough situation, you have to do more. You have to go at it a little bit differently. And when you see the guy with the bag of Cheetos on the on the couch. You know, it's easy to say, well, you're not doing enough, right? Right. But when this it, is... the whole point was not that he wasn't doing enough, it's right. that she needed to do less. Right. She needed to be less Worried intense, and... less, in, yeah. less so focused, so into her emotions. She needed to lighten right. up. And Listen to this. That's, a, that's just an awesome, awesome response. These there. are the kind of things that I we talked about in my live lab or Q&A with my students this week, my wife saver students. And this student wrote me and said, and we'll end with this. It's a good ending. She said, thank you for your wisdom during our live labs yesterday. After I got out of the lab, I immediately texted my husband who is out and thanked him specifically for all the projects he's been working on since being suffered and to stay in, she said, and not permitted to work. Where before I was frustrated with his anxiousness and his bull in the china cabinet approach <laughs> to starting multiple projects just to keep himself just to busy. Do something. After my call with you, I saw it as his way of coping with the stress. He really appreciated my loving words and came home more relaxed and happy. We flirted more and there were happier feelings between us than there had been in days. She lightened up. Right? I made a point to make myself emotionally and physically available to him this morning, and I know he appreciates it. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me how my man works. I was trying to get him to talk about his emotions, and you reminded me there are better ways. Thanks for being my wife saver today. So, honey, do you love our subscribers as much as I do? I am so in love with our subscribers. And do you think we earned five stars today? I say we're pushing six. Well, I hope they do something about it. And I hope they join my free live masterclass, Understanding Your Husband and Sons. It works, right? I understand you. More and more. <laughs> Just go to wisesavers.org slash masterclass. Home is with you wherever that may be.